I want to take this opportunity today to back up and recap some things y'all have heard over the last 10 years, or things we've been saying over the last 10 years. In uh, July of 2010, Corbett and Judy Galden gathered a bunch of us down at uh, Camp Butman, and the Lord had me bring forth this message, and I, I want to bring it back today, and then I want to tie it into some things that Sam has taught us over the 10-year period and where he, kind of where he brought us to in his last Zoom meeting. But back then, <clears throat> we t I spoke about Jesus' declaration that in my Father's house, in my Father's mansion, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go there and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, surely I'll come and take you to that place. Now, we know that the, our Father's mansion is the house of God, is the tabernacle of God in the earth today, which is us. We are in the body of Christ. We are His tabernacle here. His body is His Father's mansion. So when he says, in my Father's mansion, in the body of Christ, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go there and prepare a place for you. And if I do that, surely I'll come and get you and take you to that place. Now, I've often said we preach that at everybody's funeral, so we all feel good that Jesus came and got Mama and took her to heaven. Well, Jesus did come get Mama and take her to heaven, but that's not what that scripture is talking about. Doesn't have anything to doesn't have anything to do with that at all. It has more to do with being baptized by one spirit into one body. But let's back up and <clears throat> and look a little bit about what is this place that Jesus has gone and prepared for us. If you back up to uh, John just a few chapters earlier, Jesus makes that statement in John fourteen two. In John eleven the Pharisees are all meeting and they're trying to figure out what to do with Jesus. <clears throat> and one of them says, look guys, if we don't do something, so everybody's beginning, he's out doing all these miracles, doing these great works. Uh, if we don't do something, everybody's going to begin to follow him and then the Romans will come and take our place and our nation. So what was the place for a Pharisee? What, what, what were they talking about our place? The place there was the temple. <clears throat> it was their seat of authority. With no temple, no need for a Pharisee. They had no authority outside that, that temple, and that's what they were concerned about. So what Jesus is talking about when he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and surely I'll come and get you and take you to that place, is your seat of authority. Based on the knowledge of the Holy Spirit as to who God made you to be, what piece of himself he tore off and put in you, Jesus creates a place in your room for you in that. And the Holy Spirit comes and takes you and baptizes you into that place, connects you up to it. Now, what I, it's in that place <clears throat> where we draw our identity and our security of Christ. It's through the understanding of knowing who we are in Christ 
that we flourish. And so that's what Jesus did. I'm going to go there. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to come back and get you and put you there. The coming back and getting you is really the baptism by one spirit that Paul speaks of, of being baptized by one spirit into one body. The Holy Spirit knows fully who God created you to be, each one of you. And he understands it. And it's with that knowledge that he takes you and puts you in that place in the body. Now, you know, the problem, the problem we have in jealousy and competition, some of us are fingers and some of us are toes, and those of us who are toes want to be fingers. You know. But God put us there based on who he created us to be, not on who we have become, but on who he created us to be. It's not by your effort, but it's by the will of God your Father. <clears throat> and it was what was decided when he tore his spirit off, tore a piece of himself off, and tucked it into that fertilized egg in your mother's womb. That's where he determined who you would be by that. He, he took that off. I would, I would say he knew it long before that. He knew it from the beginning of time. But the actual event took place when, when the spirit of God was placed into that fertilized egg and brought forth life uh, that became you. But that predetermines who you are, and what you'll do. Those good works that were planned for you in advance were planned based on that. what part of that spirit was tucked into that fertilized egg. And so <clears throat> then, based on that, Jesus created this place. And so you have the body, you have a room, and you have a place. And the place is where he, he wants to put you. I would say... And there may be in the room, we may share some rooms. A room may have multiple places where more of us can go than just one. I used to think our room was our room by ourselves, but it may not be. That may, there may be a multitude of places in that one room where similar gifts, much like a household or a clan or parts of a tribe could all gather because they have common purpose and function and they're going to work, work together. <clears throat> but clearly, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has created that thing. So that was in 2010. We started talking about our rooms and our places and how Jesus had prepared that for us. In about December of 12 of 2012 and then on into 2013, <clears throat> Sam Solon began to make the declaration about the removal of restraint. And he was speaking about uh, in scripture where it says that the man of lawlessness will come forth when the one who restrains him has been removed. And for, for many years, the Holy Spirit has restrained the man of lawlessness and has been held back. But there, was, there will come a time, there has come a time, when God removed that and lawlessness, nothing was restraining lawlessness. Now, the man of lawlessness is a synonym, if you will, for uh, the beast, the great deceiver, the enemy, the serpent. As surely as the body of Christ is a many-membered part, the body of the Antichrist is a many-membered part. And that's what this, this man of lawlessness is. He is the Antichrist. And so we have seen 
lawlessness just uh, run amok, if you will, since about 2013. Why? The reason I remember that, Sam made this declaration, and he made it in uh, about the same time as the Sandy Hook shooting. You remember the elementary school where the shooting was? We'd had Hurricane Sandy, we had the Sandy Hook, and there was one other Sandy event that happened all in that time. And part of the removal of restraint, Sam spoke about how when the winds come and the storms blow, for those who had built their house on the sand, what would happen, as opposed to those who built their house on the rock. And that's, that's why I remember that event, and I know Sandy Hook happened in uh, December of 2012. That's how I, I relate those things. So the, the, the restrainer was removed, and the man of lawlessness was given freedom to roam. The next declaration, prophetic declaration, where we are really not prophetic, apostolic declaration we got from Sam, was comes from... Uh, Isaiah 26:20, when he said, Now the Lord says, Go into your rooms and hide yourself for a while until the, the Lord's wrath, or until God's wrath has passed. <clears throat> and so we were told to go into our rooms. You know, some people went in their bedrooms and closed the door. That wasn't what he was talking about. The room he was talking about was the room that Jesus spoke about in, in Christ. Go to your place of authority, go to your seat of authority in Christ and hide yourself for a while. Now, many people correlated this to be a three and a half year season. And I don't, I don't really understand. I think they tied it into tribulation, great tribulation, half of, the, of that thing. And that's where they got the three and a half years. But he said, go in there and hide yourself until God's wrath has passed. Now, the only time I know of God's wrath coming on the earth is at the end of time, and we're not quite there yet, so his wrath hadn't passed. So my thought is, we need to be in our rooms right now. We need to be secured in our uh, seat of authority. And I think the purpose of this is for our maturation. If we remember God's purpose in creating us is that he would have man who would carry his glory. Jesus even left it. He said, the glory you've given me while I'm here on earth, I'll leave with these and those who will follow them from their their testimony. God created us to carry his glory so that the world might know that Jesus was his son. Very clear. Jesus died to reconcile us to God for that very purpose that he might endow us with that glory. And so we're looking for the opportunity to carry his glory. You can't carry his glory as an immature son. A huios, we know from the book of Hebrews, is the exact representation of his father. Requires that we must mature into a huios in order to carry that glory forth. Even in God's own nature, he can't, he can't put more on you than you can handle. In power, in, thor- in authority, in glory, and whatever. I always tell the story, I used to tell it about Graydon, I guess I'll have to start telling it about Matthew, that 
uh, as a five-year-old, we would not give him a gun. But it's very likely that at some point, his dad will buy him a gun and go hunting with him. But between now and then, he'll have to be taught how to handle that much authority, how to, to know how to use that thing. He won't give him the gun before he's capable of handling that kind of authority. That's God's promise to us. I'll not put more on you than you can handle. He, God will not give us more than we can handle. So we have to mature up to a place where we can carry that glory. Now, the reason I'm going back and I'm, I'm picking on this room and this place and the removal of restraint and how the man of lawlessness is running amok and how God has told us to go into our room and stay for a while is that as we have this year, as Sam has been making some declarations, part of the declarations he's made has dealt with the riders on the four horses that were released uh, from the book of Revelation, Revelation 6, and what will come upon the earth. Uh, division, well, deception first, then division, then lack, and then there in the fourth horseman, which is death and Hades, there is authority being given to the rider of that horseman to kill 25% of a quarter of the population with the sword, which I today would say would be gun violence or war maybe, uh, pestilence, which could be a pandemic, could be disease, famine, which is a, a food shortage, and what's the fourth one? Huh? Beast, wild beast. Wild beast is the fourth one. Yeah. So I think we've come to this place where this, these horsemen have been released. I think the deception has been on the earth for some time. We've talked about the lack of the love of the truth and how the truth is so hard to find. I think that deception has been out here for a while. Division, I think, clearly has been functioning uh, for several years. I don't know when it was put put forth, but ethnic division, uh, civil division, civil unrest, there's all kinds of division going on uh, that the body of Christ may or may not have represented very well. We may not be doing the right things about that. Uh, lack, I mean, there there has been lack in the earth for some time, but there is an increase of uh, disparity between wealth and not wealth, hunger, homelessness, things like that. It's all on the rise. So I think these things have been released. But I believe clearly we know this fourth horseman has come forth. We have people dying at a rate that's unreal in the streets because of gun violence. We have uh, worldwide, globally, uh, we have death from this pandemic that's, that's unreal. Um, CDC is speaking of the food shortage that's coming, that's here to come. And, and we know much of the earth, uh, the African continent suffering with uh, locusts, the Central American uh, countries with uh, uh, hurricanes. There are meat products being destroyed routinely because of this pandemic. And so there are things going on 
that is going to create a food shortage. I'm not sure what the wild beasts are that are coming. I'm, we were told by Sam he's going to bring forth a teaching on that. It's not the lions and tigers and bears that we think of. In the, in a, there's another kind of wild beast coming that's going to destroy us. But, and, and Sam hadn't got to this point in his teaching, but I know from studying Revelations, there is the book of Revelation, not Revelations, the book of Revelation. I know that it says that for the body of Christ, for the, for the man-child that is being born, you know, when the, when the woman gives birth to the man-child, there was a place prepared in the wilderness for them for three and a half years to protect them from God's wrath. It correlates with go into your room and hide yourself for a while. That, there is a period, the last three and a half years of the earth, where God's wrath is poured out, where the wrath, bowls of wrath are poured out. I call it God. The man of lawlessness had his heyday, and Satan kind of did what he wanted to do for three and a half years. And then God says, enough is enough. And he takes his, his mature body and puts them in the wilderness and protects them and pours out his wrath on the earth, on all the unbelievers. At the end of that will be the return of Christ and the beginning of the millennium. But the, these are the things that happen. We know, we have been told, we've been taught that it's only in the wilderness that you can see the goodness of God. It's when you're in the wilderness, in the heat of the day, that the, the, cloud, uh, the clouds come over. It's in the, the cool of the night that the pillar of his fire comes forth. It was in the wilderness that the, the uh, manna fell every day. It's in the wilderness that the quail came. What it's saying is when you are at your wit's end, when you're at the toughest place, that's where you'll see the goodness of God, that he will come and meet your needs in that, and you'll rejoice in his goodness. I want to take it a little farther and say, <clears throat> when we're obedient and we go into our rooms and we hide ourselves for a while, hide ourselves in the, in the being of Christ Jesus, put ourselves into Jesus and come into our place, this is the point at which, and Sam introduced a new word, but when he said it, this, every, all these dominoes just fell for me. <clears throat> he spoke of an allotment. An allotment is those things God always intended to give you because they were necessary for your grace. When you are in your room, when you are, if you will, plugged into your place, you will see the allotment of God come to you, and you will have everything you need to be all that God created you to be. The full allotment, if you will, comes your way. Not because of anything you did, not because you worked hard, not because, but because you submitted yourself to the sovereignty of God and you set yourself in that place. And God will secure you. He'll secure you both with this and give it to you, but it'll be your allotment. The very statement that you have everything you need to be all that God created you to be. And in that place and through that allotment is how we will fully mature into the huios. And it's in that full maturation of the huios that there'll come the time you won't leave your room. 
your place in the house of God, your place in the body of Christ. But you'll be revealed. The curtain will be pulled back and the, and the world will see us as one uh, unified uh, body with one culture, one kingdom, one movement. And this is how we will reign and rule in the time of the, the millennium. But we don't have to leave. We never leave that place. We never get out of our seat of authority. We remain, we keep ourselves fully seated, fully connected, fully plugged in, if you will, to our place in our in the room that was prepared, you know, for us, so that we can be nurtured, so that we can receive our allotment, so that God can show his goodness and mercy. Uh, and his provision and protection to us in that place. Now, the world's going to get nasty. Says so. Said even if you're in the world, you'll have many tri uh, tribulations. So we're going to have these. We're going to see these. But our place in Christ is where is what has been prepared for us to protect us during that time. So we'll be free from that. Doesn't mean you won't get sick. Doesn't mean what I'm saying that the world won't overwhelm you. It won't won't come and and rob you of everything. But it's in that place that you you're going to find the righteousness, the peace, and the joy of the Holy Spirit, while all hell is breaking loose, if you will, within the earth. But but understand fully by Scripture. Place is a seat of authority. Christ prepared that place for you based on the knowledge he had from God about who each one of you are. And he fully prepared that place. And you have been called to go there and wait and mature and feast and feed off of the goodness of God. Okay? Thoughts, questions, comments? Yes, sir, Louis. We're already seeing a little bit of a craziness whenever we started to run out of food and, and, and toilet paper and all that. It was kind of like, man, yeah. everybody was like, it was going crazy, it looked like, you know? You know, I've been to places in the world where there was lack. Uh, Nancy and I made a trip to the Ukraine, and we were just out walking one day and walked into a neighborhood grocery store, and you know, our, our, our grocery aisles are just packed, and theirs were very sparsely. And, and we really noted the lack of, of things there. I've, I saw it in Zimbabwe when I was down there. Not so much in Harare, but outside Harare, you'd see lack. But now I'm telling you, Americans have never, we've never, when the pandemic started, Nancy made me go to the store with her one day so I could see empty shelves because we, for the first time we'd seen it. Um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure in our pampered state that lack will go real good with us. I think after, when, when you go there and, and there is, if there is a real lack, I think we'll see violence in the streets. There'll be more, because the man of lawlessness is running free, more theft, more stealing, more, you know. Happening, yeah. Well, it did. You saw some yeah. people fighting over toilet paper mm -hmm. or different things. And, but it's starting again. They're starting to see shelves mm -hmm. again. 
Yeah. Well, people who have everything they need aren't typically the ones who steal stuff. It's people who are in want who steal. And so when we see that, you're going to see this, this craziness come forth. But, yeah. So all you got your mask on, so I can't tell if you're grinning thinking about something. You got that? Okay? All right. See you guys later.